1: So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.
2: ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Listening to the Motorsport Dream. Christopher Lindeen interviews drivers from all different kinds of motorsport competition Formula One, One. MotoGP, MotoGP. Endurance, Endurance. Rally, Rally. IndyCar, NASCAR, and many more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Speed Passion Media presents probably the biggest podcast within motorsport. This podcast is created in collaboration with Speed Passion Events, where you can drive a real Formula One car and racing time watches. Enjoy your passion. The Motorsport Dream with Christopher Lindine.
3: Hello and welcome to today's episode, where we talk with Mika Solo. Mika is one of the famous Finnish F1 drivers from the 90s. We discuss his highlights from his driving career and we also discuss his current job as a judge within F1.
4: What are you up to nowadays? I am um, working as a steward in Formula 1. Okay, now it's on the pause because the... The spiral situation, and uh, also I'm a uh, sport, sporting director for SP Racing. Uh, which We have a uh, few drivers around the world and a uh, few teams around the world. Uh, so I run that business also.
3: And uh, do you do some simulator driving as well? It's quite common now for all all the new racing drivers to do sim racing.
4: Yeah, yeah, just for fun. Uh, we have a we have a, like a racing league with all the old farts uh, from uh, past. So. Uh, <laughs> We have a minimum age is forty five uh, for this, and uh, okay, actually now we have a couple of younger guys also. Vettel was there last weekend also, and uh, he's a little bit too young for us. But uh, but uh, yeah, we have uh, like uh, a uh Montoya, me, Button, uh, Villeneuve. We have uh, a a lot of IndyCar drivers, uh, Neves and Canaan and uh, Papis and uh, all these guys. They also there, so we have a uh, like a we raced with the 70s Formula 1 cars, always in uh, some funny circuits.
3: Sounds like fun.
4: Yeah, it is fun. It's been really good fun.
3: And uh, how's it been going for you? Are you leading some
4: podiums? Uh, no, no. I missed, the, I missed the first race, so I'm not very good in the points. But I finished third last week, and then uh, we were racing in Estoril in Portugal last weekend. So I, I finished third there. And, uh, but it, it looks like a <clears throat> it's, uh, even the cars and setups are the same. But you can set up your hardware set differently. So some people had it working really well, like Button, uh, Montoya, Peter Solberg, the rally driver. He's he's really quick with this uh, old Formula car. But uh, he has a mega mega gear for his uh, <laughs> stream uh, for his racing. So it's uh, uh, Pirro is very quick. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's 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 good fun. So it it, it just needs a little bit of hardware setup, and uh, I'm a bit lost with it. So luckily, I have my son helping me with it.
3: And uh, talking about the F1 2020 season, do you think it's doable?
4: I hope so. It's a bit boring at the moment for everybody in every possible sport because there's nothing going on. But uh, I really hope it starts, of course, a safe way. Health is the first issue for everybody, of course. But uh, I really would like to see some real racing.
3: And uh, Walter Bottas is still driving for Mercedes. Do you think he's... Has the possibility to, to win this year?
4: Well, he has to beat uh, Lewis first, so it's not easy for him. But I, I hope he can. Uh, he always starts the season very well, and then uh, it sort of fades a little bit away down down the road. But uh, uh, Lewis is the best, and it's uh, very good uh, to compare Valkyrie with him. So, uh, first to win the races at the moment, you need to beat Lewis.
3: And do you think he's a future champion?
4: I hope so, yeah, if he can keep his place in the top team. And, uh, but like I said, he really needs to start being faster than Lewis consistently and uh, then he will be much higher. But uh, it's very hard because, like I said, Lewis is the best in the world at the moment.
3: If you compare F1 today to when you were driving, what are the biggest differences, you think?
4: There's not much difference. I think the biggest difference is that we used to test a lot. We used to test uh, four days between every race. And uh, now there's limited testing, so the guys have much more free time, and uh, of course the schedule is a bit more intense. But uh, we used to have so much testing, and uh, we were just driving nonstop all the time. we were driving. I had a in two weeks, I might have a two week two days free time, and otherwise we were driving. So it was pretty hard. And uh, cars are very complex and uh, high technology nowadays compared to what, what we used to have.
3: Liberty Media has taken over and. Under- they have presented new rules, do you think Formula One will get more popular with these new rules and a different approach compared to the earlier owners
4: yeah, I think, I think liberty is doing a good job it's, uh, they bring it more close to the people, uh, concentrating more for the modern stuff uh, for the internet side and uh, social media and all this kind of stuff and it's just uh, trying to attract more young people and uh, it's, uh, I think they're doing a really good job it's, uh, It comes from uh, Americans, uh, they they know how to organize a big uh, public event, so uh, I think it's going in right direction. If you go back and look at your F1 career,
3: your debut at Suzuka 94 was announced with a short notice. Can you tell the behind story about that?
4: Uh, I was nothing. It's uh, I just had a phone call a week before the race and uh, uh, Lotus team manager called me and said, uh, Peter Collins, he called me and said, uh, we lost uh, Johnny Herbert, so can you come and uh, do next race? So, because we know you live in Japan and, uh, and you know the circuit, but the problem is that you uh, that's not allowed to test at all, so there's no time to test. So you just come straight away and uh, do the free practice one and then qualifying. So are you okay with it? And I said, yes, no problem.
3: And it was uh, the first time in history three Finnish drivers lined up on the grid. Yeah, yeah it was nice. What were your re- relations to Mika Häkkinen and then
4: Yeah, no, we've been friends since the go-karts already, since we were like five, six years old, so we knew each other since then, so no, no problems there. And you have
3: contacts still today?
4: Yeah, um, less now. We all have a different lives. We live in a different countries, and uh, it's uh, less, less nowadays. But of course, uh, of course, I see them sometimes, and then we talk and share more share thoughts.
3: After the premiere with Lotus, you signed a three-year deal with Tyrrell. Do you have any highlights from that time?
4: No, it was a very small family-style team, and uh, we had a lot of fun. There was a lot of good people. A lot of guys are still my friends, and uh, in the different teams working now in Formula 1, but uh, we had a really good time. Uh, Harvey Postelwald made a really nice car every year. It just It was just underpowered because no budget, so they had a very bad engine on it always. First Yamaha and then Ford, which was completely, we had a hundred plus horsepower than everybody else. So it was a bit difficult, even the car was good.
3: There were rumors about you going to Ferrari already in 96 as a teammate to Schumacher.
4: Yeah, uh, but the Tyrell didn't let me go from my contract because I had a three year contract with them and they wouldn't let me go. So uh, I was stuck in the Tyrell and uh, so that's the end of it.
3: (laughs) But you eventually ended up in Ferrari in 99. How did that happen?
4: Michael broke his legs and I uh, was pretty much the only one who was free that time. Uh, when I had a call from John Dodi, he, he just called me and said, uh, it was the uh, same day when Michael broke his leg and he said, I want you to come to Maranello. And I said, okay, fine. When? He said, now. and in, in two hours later, I was in the plane and going to Maranello and uh, that was it. And
3: uh, Did you feel any pressure?
4: No, they didn't give me any pressure. It was uh, It was very easy. For me, because I wasn't driving for championship, I was just there to help Eddie and uh, team to win the championship. So uh, they just said, uh, I just have to work for both of those and uh, that's it.
3: And uh, Germany 99, do you regret letting the one
4: pass you? No, it was my job that time and I did my job and uh, that's it. So I did a similar things in other races also, but uh, they were not so obvious uh, than uh, I
3: then after a year with Sauber, you decided to join Toyota's big entry into F1. But you used to drive for one season there.
4: Yeah, actually two. We, we were testing for one year only. Uh, we followed we followed Formula One and uh, we, we had a test car, which we used for doing uh, race simulation weekends after every Formula One Grand Prix around the world. It's because it was a new team and then a uh, year after we started racing. But you ended just after one year. Did you feel it was... Uh, not good enough? It was only one year, yes, and uh, it didn't, I didn't see it was moving the way I wanted, so uh, it was time for me to stop. I was getting too old for Formula 1 anyway, so I went to do uh, some sports cars first with Audi, and then uh, with the Ferrari and Maserati. And uh, I did a half season with uh, Indy cars also, and uh, then I stayed with the uh, GT cars.
3: What did you feel was your biggest accomplishment in F1?
4: Uh, it's hard to say. It was so good. First of all, to get in Formula One is already a big deal. I, I was never dreaming about driving Formula One, and it just happened to me. And I stayed there almost ten years, and uh, I did a hundred and I don't know how, how many hundred thirteen for hundred fourteen Grand Prix. It was good time. It's uh, I, I wish I had a better car at the beginning, so it would have been a different story. But uh, that's the way it went. So uh, i no regrets, and uh, I really enjoyed every every second of it.
3: And, uh, you're still involved in F1, but now as a judge, how did you get that opportunity?
4: Uh, it was uh, late Charlie Whiting asked me one, one time that uh, if I want to do this kind of job, because the drivers, wa- drivers uh, were voting, uh, some driver, they want to have somebody from the driver's side to represent them in, uh, FIA and in, uh, decisions made in uh, races. And, uh, my name came up a lot of times. So then uh, he said, can you come and do it? And, uh, I've been doing it uh, since then, and uh, it's been actually very, very much fun, and uh, I like it. Uh, it took a while before drivers understood that I'm actually on their side there. So they thought because every time I have a FIA logo on my shirt here, and it's uh, I work for FIA, and uh, it's not true. And uh, but now nowadays it's uh, it's much easier. Now the guys come and talk to me and uh, asking about opinion and. Uh, of course, Charlie passed, passed away, and, and now we have a new race director, Michael Massey, who's a really good guy also. It's very easy to work with these guys, and uh, I normally get uh, things done what I want.
3: So you said that you talk a lot with the drivers. You're like representing the drivers in the group of just. Yes. Yeah. But how does it work then in a race when sometimes there's a decision while they're racing, and sometimes you take it afterwards and discuss them? What's the difference
4: behind this? it depends if it's not clear a lot of times it's very clear if it affects for the race we have to do the decision immediately but sometimes if two cars crashes for example and they're both out it's no point to investigate it anymore Mm. and we can leave it after the race so quite often we do that and we we just do the decision during the race but if it's if it doesn't have an effect for the race results then uh, we do it afterwards because it's it's very busy two hours for us it's uh, we have a a lot of camera angles, we have to investigate a lot of things, what's going on. Uh, it's not only it's not only driving standards, it's also about the technical issues, uh, what the team is doing, uh, there's so many things. We have a, we have over 300 camera angles that we can have in a steward's room, also we have a live data, we have a live radio from each team, So, and we are only three guys there, so it's it's very busy time.
3: Many times people at home are saying that you're just so wrong, but do you have access to much more video cameras and stuff than compared to
4: We have access. we have We have access to everything. We are never wrong.
3: <laughs> Sounds good.
4: and it's, it's often also drivers drivers when when two drivers have a problem with each other, they come to our office, very quickly they realize what was wrong. So it's the, even they in the heat of the moment, they might say something stupid for the breast, but they can see from our evidence that uh, we are right.
3: And here's some message from today's sponsor, Fiverr. Fiverr empowers entrepreneurs to connect with pros who can help them do more with less. i use Fiverr myself to do website design, podcast intros, podcast editing, and logos. You can get a 20% discount on your first purchase by signing up on the link in the podcast description. Thanks to Fiverr. And, um... Do you have any special case you were part of as a judge?
4: No, they're all all individual things and um, uh, there's nothing. uh, I'm always there to try to support the drivers and uh, I'm I'm there to tell the officials how the driver feels on that moment when something happens. I'm there to show what actually happens in the car because those guys have never driven the cars. So uh, it's my job just to bring the driver's feedback.
3: Talking about the future. How's it going for you, Son, Max?
4: Yeah, he just started. Uh, he's learning a lot and uh, unfortunately for him also, it was a very important year for him. Uh, it's, uh, he needed to drive a lot this year and uh, now it's all stopped. He did a Finnish championship and a Russian championship last year with s Racing in uh, Formula 4. And now he's in Japan doing a Japanese F4 and also a Porsche Cup in Japan. So he managed to do one uh, cup race and then uh, they closed up everything. So now, now he's just sitting home and uh, playing video games like me. What are his goals? Are we going to see him in F1? No, he, he doesn't dream about F1. He's just uh, he wants to maybe have a job out of racing. So if he can learn enough and uh, be good enough to be quick in a GT car or something else, uh, so that he could uh, just have a job. He's he's hard, training hard, and uh, he's. Uh, He's learning a lot. He didn't do any go pass when he was a child, so, so it's, just, uh, it's just a late, late wake-up for him. And uh, But he's, he's learning a lot. He, he, he got a lot better during the last year. Do you see any other young
3: Finnish students who you can see in F1?
4: I don't follow Finnish drivers so much because uh, our s racing is Russian, and uh, I take care of a lot of Russian drivers. We have uh, From Russia, we have uh, Robert Schwarzman now uh, is uh, coming up. I took care of him since he was in go-karts. And now he's in Formula 2 with uh, Brema, with uh, Schumacher as his teammate. So I, he's on his way to Formula 1, I think, very soon.
3: What are your plans for this year?
4: Don't know. Just have to wait when uh, borders open up and uh, can do something again. And it's a hard moment for everybody. And uh, first, first goal is to stay healthy and uh, be careful with all this virus thing. Then uh, when the racing starts... My job continues, but uh, now it's just waiting. It's been good fun. I've been training a lot and uh, had a little time to think about life also and uh, just be in in peace and uh, just take it easy. And uh, have you stopped racing completely? Yeah, I have basically, yes. I I might do some Arctic rally once a year or something like that just for fun because that's that's not so serious. It's just fun for me and... uh, and Because it's, being a professional race car driver, I can't do it like halfway. If I go do some other racing, it's serious always for me and I just can't go and play around. It's, uh, I'm getting old, so it's not healthy for me anymore. Also, I have to do too much training. And uh, if I hurt myself, it's a uh, more difficult recovery and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, I prefer to just take it easy at the moment and play video games. Where can people follow you? And uh, Facebook, there's a fan page. And also I have uh, Instagram, which is Mikasalo Official. And uh, the video games we play on Twitch, which I am Mikasalo66. There's uh, quite a lot of I comments there also and uh, when we are streaming with my son. and uh, There's a lot of uh, comments and I talk with people. and uh, We just do rally and uh, formula, formal cars there and uh, just have fun.
3: And also your book... Yes. I read it a bit. So. Is it going to be published in any other language as well, do you think?
4: They are, they are looking to do it in English at least, so uh, I don't know much more about it because uh, I, I hope it comes in English because I have uh, this question a lot.
3: I think it was really interesting to read it, so I hope it's, it's a lot of fun stories there, so I, I hope it will be published in English as well.
4: Yeah, I, I hope so too because uh, there's a lot of requests for that.
3: Yeah, thank you. No problem. That was an interesting discussion with Mika. If you want to know more about him, you should read his book. I'll put a link in the podcast description where you can buy it. Unfortunately, it's only available in Finnish yet, but an English version is expected to be released soon. And at Speed Passion Media, we have always new things going on in the background, so stay tuned to our social media pages for more information. Thanks, and have a good weekend. See you soon.
2: You've been listening to the Motorsport Dream with Christopher Lindine Thank you for listening to this episode. To find out more information about the company Speed Passion, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and on our webpage at speedpassion.fi. And also find more information about Racing Time watches on racingtime.se. Follow Christopher and his motorsport journey on Christopher.linding on Instagram and other social media. Make sure you follow and subscribe to the podcast released every fortnight. Till next time, this is the Motorsport. Dream signing off. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.